Today is August 10th. Welcome to Native Calgarian. Native Calgarian is being recorded on the lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Blackfoot south of the imposed U.S.-Canadian border, the Blackfeet north of the border, the Siksika, Ganai, and Bigani of the Confederacy. These lands are also now on Treaty 7 as of 1877, with signatories that include the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Stony Nakoda, now Wesley, Chiniki, and Bearspaw Nations, and Sutina. Uh, we acknowledge all First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and other nations across Turtle Island as the keepers of this land. Any mistakes or misinterpretations will be on me. I encourage questions so that it can be cleared up as soon as possible. I do not speak on behalf of all Indigenous, but I can share what I think I know as I walk the Red Road. My name is Michelle Robinson. My spirit name is Red Thunder Woman. I was born Michelle Elliott, another very English-sounding name, which has afforded me a lot of privilege in a colonial world. Uh, my mother is Northern Slavey Dene, Satu Dene, but my Indian Act imposed status card by the Canadian government says Yellow Knives Dene. My father is so Canadian that I'm a daughter of the Mayflower, a daughter of the American Revolution, while having an Indian Act imposed status card. I was born in Calgary. Why acknowledging my lineage matters um, is because even though I'm native and even though I was born here, my family is not part of the Treaty 7 signatories. My Indigenous nation still roots me in the land of the Hare People, the Great Bear Lake People, and Treaty 11. I'm a native to Turtle Island. My nation is a visitor to the area of Clincho Tine Indehe, or Many Horse Town, named after the Calgary Stampede, in uh, my form of Dene, which I can't say without slaughtering. My uh, cousins are the Sutina, because they're Dene people. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian, where you can pledge and support and listen to these podcasts. I want to thank uh, Kenna, Sharon, Diana, and Judy. And I have a new thank you, and that's Nathan. Um, if you have questions, comments, nativeyyc at gmail.com. Send me in your comments or questions. Uh, violence against Indigenous people is my daily reality. Every generation has faced it. That's why I started a podcast to speak freely without interruption, without the tone police, without leadership shaming, without gaslighting questions, as many people don't want to hear my opinion, but sure want to share me theirs. And more by people who literally know nothing about Indigenous people and know nothing about colonialism and know nothing about the constant surveillance of Indigenous people, our protests, our vigils, and our rights people who are gatekeepers that survive off the status quo or people who are in their trauma so they stop people from doing their work and deplete the resources um, internal and external racism is my everyday reality how sad i needed a podcast as a boundary but here we are i hope my daughter my family will be proud of me in the future trying to discuss these present day issues in a way that they can understand down the road um, I want to start off by crediting a friend on Facebook for sharing something we all face. Explain yourself. One of my favorite tactics that was mentioned in the comments on how to respond. Um, so the fact is, regularly I'm on the defense knowing somebody will likely say something hurtful and um, expect me to explain to them what they don't know. Um, so one of the solutions there is cultural safety. And, uh, you know, if you uh, Google cultural safety immediately you'll find tons of links and I found one specifically about you know here to help.bc.ca and uh, it was a good one it had uh, debunking myths first you can do something having good intentions is not enough take actions to make change speak out against racism 
ask questions for those um, with more understanding, find allies and create a support system that can help yourself uh, advocate for culturally safe approaches. Take responsibility for your own learning. Read, reflect, ask questions. Do not expect this learning to come from Indigenous people. Take time for self-reflection. Be aware of your own assumptions and biases. Question everything you've learned about Indigenous people and take steps to actively disrupt the stereotypes and commit to lifelong learning. Be prepared for to be uncomfortable. Understanding colonialism and the legacy of racism is an ongoing and difficult task. So I'd like to thank heretohelp.bc.ca for that um, little pep talk for people to rem- re- remind them how to be a little more culturally kind when it comes to speaking to Indigenous people and Indigenous circles. Because um, we want everyone to learn, but we also want people to feel comfortable learning. Um, you know, I was just at an event just now, and I kept hearing non-Indigenous Canadians using the term their tribe. And they were trying to talk about, you know, their community and, and building. But it's really hard as an Indigenous person when I already have my stolen lands, my stolen language, my stolen culture to go into a space that's supposed to be respectful and open to everybody. Yet they're still appropriating a term that's, you know, we're not there yet. We're still not, you know, um, able to identify our lands, identify our nations, identify um, as tribes, and yet here non-Indigenous Canadians have zero problem doing that. Um, but I want to move on. I have a special guest with me today. Hello. Hi, Samantha. Hi, my name is Samantha. My spirit name is Little Girl Who Sits With Grandmothers. I'm Acadian Métis on my dad's side and Satu Denny on my mom's side. I identify as pansexual with she and her pronouns. So thank you for having me. <laughs> Well, I'm, I appreciate you introducing yourself. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show was because you graciously donated some art for me to be able to use. <laughs> I just kind of drew just a sketch, and I showed you. I showed you guys, and you guys are just like, "Oh, do you mind? That's awesome. Do you mind if I use that?" And I was like, "No, not at all. It's just a sketch that I drew." Yeah, well, your not... sketches are art, in in my opinion, <laughs> and because I'm your mom, oh yeah, Smith is my daughter. Hi. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously I was just going to showcase my daughter's work, so, and my husband put a nice rainbow behind it, and it looked pretty cool, so if you are clicking on this podcast, you might see that piece of art. You are now hearing the artist, <laughs> so I wanted to say thank you on the air for for graciously donating that art. Of course. So I heard you start identifying with pronouns and your sexuality. Um, do you want to talk more about that? Well, I just want to say something to everyone listening. Pansexual and bisexual are not the same thing. They're very different, actually, because pansexual means you don't like a specific gender. There, You can like whoever like they them boys or women and men or non-binary whoever non-binary but bisexual you only like women or men Mm. you can identify how however you want but just no differences or at least do some research before you go 
saying stuff. Yeah. So what prompted this was I was telling my girl, there was a conversation on my Facebook about pansexual versus bisexual and where I am, you know, heterosexual and don't think twice about these conversations at times. I was telling her about it because she's, I, you know, had an announcement and she said to us she is pansexual. And I said, I will start researching more into that. And I came across this conversation. And when I read it out loud, this resulted in Samantha feeling very strongly. And I, and when <laughs> I invited her on the show to talk about her art. I said, you could talk about whatever you wanted. And this was one of those subjects she just absolutely wanted to talk about. So I want to thank you for being my guest. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Um, just remember, you can identify however you want. Just know that pansexual and bi are not the same thing. Okay. And with that, I will say thank you, my dear. Thanks You're for welcome. coming on my show. But more importantly, thank you for letting me use your art. Of course. Okay. By the way, I didn't, my dad redrew the art, but I have the same art. Mm. Yeah, I don't really understand technical um, <laughs> yeah. digital Dad mediums to um, from paper, so I think that's what we're referring to, right? Dad did all the technical stuff, but I drew the heart with the love and stuff. But cool. yeah, cool. So. Well, thank you, Sam. Thank you for being my guest. You're my second guest on the show. Did you know that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So want to encourage people, if they want to meet up and chat, um, I'm going to have diversity outreach on August 16th. Um, this conversation is four questions, and it's um, for diverse populations and to ask about your relationship with the police. There's also um, the questions and an email. So if you're really uninterested in showing up to the event or you're not feeling safe about showing up to the event, you're welcome to just answer those questions and send them to me anonymously. Uh, my email on this is my work email is michelle dot or michelle at one uh, two csi dot ca. And also, Chapters and Chat is an Indigenous book club. So for people who are non-Indigenous or people who are Indigenous who want to talk about Indigenous issues, this is a conversation based on reconciliation and based on Indigenous perspective. Um, so when Carolyn Bennett launched Indigenous Reads, that was when we launched our book club. So we're already over 20 books into our, our book club. And that is on August 20th. That's at uh, Forest Lawn in the basement. So you're welcome to come to that. Um, I've continually plugged the Sexual Exploita Exploitation Prevention Education for Girls by Dr. Dustin Louie. And I have a link. So I'd love to hear if you have successful programs of, of girl empowerment. Um, I would love to hear about that from you. Um, we've talked a lot about... Um, self-defense my daughter's in martial arts uh obviously i feel that pretty strongly there's a lot more to it i mean gaslighting is a indigenous reality for years we were denied our own history and told those things never happened so i think uh, it's going to take some time to mentally empower ourselves and for myself i can say uh, i ran in the city election but there was a huge mental block for me to say you know i should run um and, and that's just my personal experience. So I, uh, again, don't speak on behalf of everybody. Um, Sisters and Spirit Vigil is coming up on October 4th. But I really want to talk about Pride because it's next. Um, 
first and foremost, uh, Calgary Pride, the Calgary Police, and uh, the organization that I work with, Voices, we've been in conversation for years about um, issues in the community. And this year, we're about like over 100 volunteers short for Calgary Pride. So we are definitely looking for volunteers. If you consider yourself an ally or just want to come for the parade, this will be the time to sign up and officially be a volunteer. Even for me, I'm de- debating, do I march in the parade or just volunteer for the parade? So that's, we're getting desperate for volunteers. We need you to volunteer. Um, lots of events happening. So Pride in Vic Park and Q... Uh, how do I say this? Um, community only community hosted by voices, uh, Calgary queer arts society, Victoria park business association and Calgary pride. Um, that will be Thursday, August 30th from seven till nine at the Memorial park library. Um, this event is part of pride in Vic park, a multi-generational inclusive and educational event to celebrate pride week in Calgary. It'll feature a two-day Pride in Victoria Park kickoff celebration on August 25th and 26th, and will be followed by different activations in Memorial Park Library, community-wise and participating Victoria Park businesses from August 27th to 31st. And there's a Facebook page, too. Uh, September 2nd is the actual March. Voices, we are inviting anybody who identifies in the um, queer transgender, bisexual, um, IPOC, so people of color community and allies to come and march with us for the Pride Parade. And it's actually going to start earlier. It's going to start at 11 instead of noon. So probably show up at 10. We already have our location out. Bring your drums, bring your signs, bring your friends. And you can just follow us on the Facebook page to get more information as we get closer to the date and look for the exact location. Uh, I want to thank the Alberta Liberal Party and the Alberta NDP for inviting me to march. Obviously, as a member of Voices, I feel pretty strongly about marching with them. So if I don't end up marching with you, um, I, of course, would end up marching with Voices. But if I don't end up marching with Voices, it'll be because I volunteer for the Pride Parade itself. Um, There's going to be a Queer People of Color, Two-Spirit and Ally patio party on uh, between... Uh, 6 and 10 p.m. with alcohol. So this is a bring your own booze and smoking and bring your own chair event. And there's a Facebook page that's associated with that. I want to kind of give some cool news that we don't hear every day. But um, the FSIN wanted the RCMP to start charging for hate speech, which is kind of a big deal. So the Federation of Sovereign Indigenous Nations is using charges and flin-flon against two women for uttering threats and uh, public incitement of hatred is an example of what the executive should would like to see in Saskatchewan. Uh, life-threatening messages against First Nations were posted on Facebook and the Federation of Sovereign Indigenous Nations chief Bobby Cameron said that what he'd like to see, this is what he'd like to see more of from the RCMP. He said, following the Gerald Stanley verdict earlier this year, the Special Investigation Unit were forwarded numerous threatening and racist messages from concerned members of the public. They have been provided to the RCMP for further investigation, although charges against any individuals for alleged hate speech have yet to be confirmed. So I thought that was a pretty big deal that we're 
finally um, talking about hate speech against First Nations and actually charging people. That's actually new. I'm, hate speech against Indigenous people has always been, but for the RCMP to um, consider doing it and at least laying two charges, that's a big deal. Uh, kind of something interesting that happened in my world was um, my Alberta Views, one of my favorite magazines, came into uh, my mailbox and on the headline was The Limits of Free Speech, a University Dispute in Lethbridge Puts Tenure to the Test, which was really interesting because the day I ended up getting it was actually the day that the University of Lethbridge had confirmed that this professor was retiring. And uh, the irony is I actually used to be friends with this professor because um, prior to the TRC, um, the truth movement, there was the only place that you could talk about um, Indian residential schools and the Canadian government's colonial violence against Indigenous people because mainstream media wasn't having it. They weren't allowing Indigenous voices. There's been so much change since about 2015, um, even say 2016, <laughs> um, I would argue, was when real changes started to kind of happen coincidentally, when we had a change in government too, um, which by the way, I had a conversation with a friend and um, I'm hoping he may become my candidate for my riding. Anyway, he was talking about how it was Justin Trudeau talking about um, First Nation issues was the first time he was ever exposed to issues. And I thought, well, there, there you go, right there. If he educated one person, let alone a whole country, what a, that's a huge change. So I'm hoping we're going to see more changes. I never thought in my lifetime I would see Langevin Block renamed, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, there's been a whole lot of hate going on because people are really questioning things like Langevin Bridge, which was renamed Reconciliation Bridge here in Calgary. And out in Victoria, they're taking down a statue of uh, John A. MacDonald, but they're also going to um, restore it and put it back. But they're going to add a plaque about, you know, his thoughts and feelings on the genocide of Indigenous people. But, man, people are really upset about it and losing it because they're not even, like, opening the article and reading what they're going to do. Um, so I was really disappointed to see friends of mine even sharing it and saying, oh, my God, they're erasing history. And literally, had they just clicked on the article and opened up and read the first paragraph, they would realize nobody's erasing anything. So I literally just had to copy and paste the whole article for people to read because they wouldn't even click on it. So that like is happening. And that prompted uh, one of the most right wing people from Harper's government that's now running for premier of Alberta. He put out a video about, you know, John A. Macdonald's school and how we would never rename it. But I think he knows absolutely nothing about Indigenous issues because I can't imagine anyone being proud of half the things that John A. Macdonald said. So anyway, um, that also prompted from some retired um, political sci uh, scientist prof, um, he actually posted something like, hey, you son of a... What, I hope you die painfully. Who the hell do you think you are to Indigenous saying, hey, this is really hurtful that you shouldn't be doing that. So like non-Indigenous are seriously for the first time getting education that they never got before and are just go so upset about the idea that changes might happen. 
But I just find it so ironic because if they're mad at a statue coming down or mad at an, a name change of a, of a bridge, can you imagine what it would be like to lose your whole land, all of your culture, all of your language? Huh. Food for thought, I hope. I wanted to thank uh, Kenna for a kind comment. She says, I am loving the podcast, Michelle. Not only are you offering great educational content, your personality and humor shines, and the audio quality is great too, which, let's be honest, many times isn't the case with podcasts. Keep up the awesome work. So the audio quality is fan-frickin-tastic because my husband does the work. So I want to go and say, yes, this is the sweetest comment I've ever read, but it's also a big credit to my husband for the great work he does with podcasts. So thank you, Darcy, for not having a crappy podcast to listen to. (laughs) Um, So my Patreon account is uh, Native Calgarian, where you can pledge and support, and you can um, also check out the podcast there if you don't. uh, It's just there's a discussion area and the posts there have all of the um, podcasts. So I want to thank my previous donors, Kenna, Sharon, Diane, and Judy for sharing their support. And to our new donor, Nathan, thank you. Uh, If you value listening and you can afford to give, thank you. To those who cannot afford to give but listen in, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, NativeYYC at gmail.com. Send in your comments, your questions, and know that we're now on iTunes and Google Play. So I want to thank my husband. Um, You know how I know if you're not listening to my show, you're sending me, hey, girl, how you doing messages. So no sexist message. Instant block. End of discussion. So, yeah, two reasons to thank my husband. He not only puts on the show, but he also gives me good audio. And, yeah, I end up with ridiculous comments. And people trying to friend me for all the wrong reasons. So, and I'm just going to add a little more to that. Um, I made a post because a friend was saying, Hey, is somebody getting, or is anybody else getting an, uh, a regular amount of male people asking to friend you? And I said, Like, yeah, all the time. And I, I made a Facebook status making fun of it. And there was just so many women who posted after that. So, to all the men out there who, you know, You have no concept of how hard it is to even have a safe space, even on Facebook. Just chilling with your girls, trying to have a safe space, and then there's all these guys being all weird. So I'm just trying to educate people about how different our reality is because my husband and I have talked at length. He never has those types of uh, emails and messages to him. So with that, I will end the show. And thank you for listening. And I hope you send some comments to nativeyyc at gmail.com. And I hope you tell your friends about the show. And thanks for listening. And with that, I will talk to you later. You were listening to Native Calgarian.